It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to check out the Locked On NFL podcast. They're previewing every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts through September 8th. There are preview episodes on the feed that you can listen to right now. Follow Locked On NFL Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to also follow Locked On Panthers on Apple Podcasts where I want you to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also check us out on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council where every Friday I'm going to need your participation for a weekly Friday mailbag. We are counting down the days till the opening kickoff of the 2021 season for the Carolina Panthers. September 12th, 1 p.m., Bank of America Stadium, 800 South Main Street against the New York Jets. Cannot wait for that to happen, but we still have things going on that are a little bit important before we can get to that point in time. And the 53-man roster will be announced by 4 p.m. today on Tuesday, August 31st. I'm sure the Panthers will likely release most players before they get to the 4 o'clock deadline and we'll know who the initial 53-man roster is. And I say initial, not final. This is not a final 53-man roster. This is the initial cut down to 53. Look for the Carolina Panthers of Scott Fitterer, a guy who said he's in on every deal and he was in on yet another deal on Monday afternoon to continue to scour the waiver wire once they see the decisions that the other 31 teams in the National Football League made when coming up with the roster. But today I'm going to at least give my prediction on who the 53 players will initially be on the Carolina Panthers roster. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, I have no idea. A lot of tough decisions that need to be made by the team in the next couple of hours. So we'll get into that on the show. But let's go ahead and start off, though, with the continuing news as it pertains to Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. And it's a conversation that I really don't feel like needs to be had at this point in time where a guy has 22 lawsuits alleging sexual misconduct and sexual assault. I'm not quite sure how any team in the National Football League could be even looking at Deshaun Watson. Apparently, David Culley, the head coach of the Houston Texans, was asked on Monday whether Watson would even be on their 53-man roster. Apparently, he's not going on the commissioner's exempt list because the NFL can't necessarily prove any wrongdoing at this point in time. And the Houston Texans probably can't cut him just based off of the dead cap hit that they're going to take from the massive deal he's currently signed to as their starting quarterback. It's a messy situation 
for the Texans and for the NFL. And currently, it's not really a situation for the Carolina Panthers. At least, that's what I thought. There were reports that came out on Saturday from Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports, who does a fantastic job as an investigative reporter in covering the National Football League. When he reports things, I believe that they are true. Like when Adam Schefter puts something out, you know that that is the gospel when it comes to NFL news breaking. When Charles Robinson puts things out too, those are pretty much factual 99.7% of the time. The guy is nails when it comes to reporting. He tweeted this out and reported this out on Saturday, talking about the Miami Dolphins were the front runner to sign or to trade for, rather, Deshaun Watson to be their starting quarterback, which in turn, of course, would mean that probably Tua Tagovailoa, who they just drafted a year ago, would no longer be their starting quarterback and would all in all likelihood go to Houston and become the Texans, I guess, new franchise quarterback if that's what they want to do down there in Houston. So the news was, at least the reporting was on Saturday afternoon, that the Miami Dolphins had emerged as frontrunners. Also in that, sources, according to Charles Robinson, sources said that the Panthers, Broncos, and Eagles were also in some element of trade consideration, but Watson's contractual right to approve the trade destination, which was signed off on by Houston ownership in his last extension, has weighed heavily in trade options, meaning that Deshaun Watson does not want to go to Denver. He does not want to go to Philly, and he does not want to go to Carolina. That's what that tells me, that he wants to be a Miami Dolphin. He wants to be hanging out in South Beach. That is the destination where he wants to go. A team that won 10 games last year, missed out on the playoffs. As a young head coach in Brian Flores, who seems to really have things going there, and a bright general manager in Chris Greer. That's where he wants to go. He doesn't want to go to Philly. He doesn't want to go to Carolina. He doesn't want to go to Denver. Just according to Charles Robinson and other things, I've heard Benjamin Albright, who is super plugged in up there in Denver, working for uh, the station KOA, the flash of the Denver Broncos. He's plugged in all throughout the league. He had even been saying that from day one, the destination that Watson wants to go to, the only place he's willing to waive his trade clause for is to go play for the Miami Dolphins. He does not want to be in Denver. He does not want to be in Carolina. And again, he does not want to be with the Philadelphia Eagles. That's from the reporting from Charles Robinson and also from Benjamin Albright. So you can be upset by that if that's something that you care about, whether you want him here in Carolina or not. I just don't really see how that's even a possibility for the Panthers. And then coming up on Monday, even more reporting from Charles Robinson as the Dolphins, Chris Greer, and Brian Flores were both asked about it following their preseason game on Sunday if they were interested in trading Deshaun Watson, and they refused to answer the question at all. Not denying it, not accepting it, just saying that they weren't going to talk about it, which again, They probably, obviously, are interested in Deshaun Watson. For what reason? I have no idea, considering all the lawsuits that are surrounding him. Now, on Monday, Charles Robinson put this out there, said, can't state it any more clearly in terms of defending his reporting that my Watson reporting is from high-level sourcing in five teams, the Dolphins, the Texans, the Broncos, the Eagles, and the Panthers, and inside Watson's camp as well. I challenge the Dolphins to state on the record that they haven't spoken to Watson or spoken to Houston about Watson about a Watson deal in camp. So he is maintaining that whether the Dolphins want to deny it or not, or don't want to address it, he is challenging the Dolphins to say that they're not interested in Deshaun Watson. He is saying that the Panthers had interest. Now, on Saturday, when that report came out, I saw from multiple sources and multiple reporters, Joe Person of The Athletic, Atlanta Getzenberg from the Charlotte Observer, Jonathan Jones, who used to be on the beat with the Charlotte Observer and lived here in Charlotte for a while before moving up to New York City, works for CBS Sports as an NFL senior writer. He went up there and he also reported that the Panthers were not interested in Deshaun Watson at this time and that they were sticking with Sam Darnold, which is the right message. 
Sam Darnold looked solid on Friday night. Yes, he did. Does that mean that he is absolutely unequivocally the answer quarterback for the Carolina Panthers? Absolutely not. He's lucky that he didn't turn the football over at least one time with that interception, and it potentially could have been called for a fumble when he almost put his team out of field goal range. Darnold looks solid for the most part. That two-minute drive at the end of the game, those three straight throws to DJ Moore on the sideline on fourth down, then a Terrace Marshall over the middle, and then the back shoulder touchdown to Robbie Anderson are what we want to see from Sam Darnold this season and are and is what could allow him to be here not only past this season into next season, but could be the long-term answer here in Carolina. Well, we have many weeks ahead of us to figure out whether Darnold is the answer or not here in Carolina. Who's not the answer right now in Carolina is Deshaun Watson. Until his legal stuff is taken care of, there is no reason to believe that Deshaun Watson will be a Carolina Panther this season, next season, or any time in the near future. In all likelihood, it's probably he's not going to play this year. And in going to 2022, when he gets deposed as his deposition in February and however that goes, I don't even know how likely it is that he's going to be playing in 2022. Just a sheer amount of lawsuits in victims that have come out and accused him makes it very hard to believe that Deshaun Watson is wholly innocent. I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm just saying it makes it hard to believe just based off of the sheer numbers and you're doing the math and the percentage of the likelihood of that if this guy is innocent or guilty, I, I don't know. But right now, the Carolina Panthers focus absolutely should be on sticking with Sam Darnold and seeing what they have in him and hoping that he can be the franchise quarterback here in Carolina. I only address this because it's a big news story out there in the NFL that's continuing to get covered. The Panthers' names are coming up. I'm sure plenty of you have conversations questions about whether Deshaun Watson is a real option here in Carolina. In terms of what my, my opinion is, my thinking, no, he's not a real option right now until any of this stuff gets figured out. If Miami wants to go ahead and trade for him and they want to put all these protections based off of whether he's guilty or innocent, which is insane to me that they're going to try and place pick protections for a guy who is facing the kind of legal challenges that Deshaun Watson is facing. So I'm happy that Scott Fitter, who said he's in on every deal, at least right now, is not the front runner to bring Deshaun Watson here to Carolina. In a world where Deshaun Watson was not dealing with this and actually wanted to be in Carolina, I'd be over the moon about this reporting. Right now, it's not anything other than just Charles Robinson saying that, that the Eagles are front runners and that these teams have been interested. But until his legal stuff gets figured out, I don't see how he can even be traded to anyone in a National Football League. So we're going to end that conversation, hopefully, permanently, at least for the rest of the season, until all that gets figured out. If it gets brought up, I'll at least bring it up here just to do my due diligence and do answer questions that you guys might have on the podcast as it pertains to Deshaun Watson. Now, let's focus on the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers, by 4 o'clock today, Tuesday, August 31st, have to get down to 53 players. They're at 71 right now. They're going to get down to 53, cutting 18 guys. I am going to give my prediction on who will be on the offense, obviously special teams, and a defense. My prediction for who the 53-man roster will be initially for the Carolina Panthers come up here in just a moment. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the latest updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 
$200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to a website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, where you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wage will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on your favorite sports from football basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is the day the Carolina Panthers will announce their initial 53-man roster. And again, I say initial because this is likely to change. I am not 100% confident that everyone that is going to make the team initially will be on the roster come September 12th against the New York Jets in week one of the NFL season. And we'll get to all of that here right now as I'm going to look at the offense and who the Carolina Panthers will take. Well, hold on. Let's, let's not even do offense first. Let's start off with special teams. The easiest position group to predict in terms of who will be on the Carolina Panthers 53-man roster. Kicker, Ryan Santoso, as we know, won the kicker competition, the kick traversy, kicker gate, however you want to characterize it. Beat out Joey Sly, making all five of his kicks on Friday night in his Panther debut against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the final preseason game. Ryan Santoso, as of right now, is a Carolina Panthers kicker. Will he be the kicker on September 12th? I'm not so sure. The Panthers will obviously continue to look around and see what guys might potentially be an upgrade if Santoso, they don't believe, is actually the best guy for the job. But right now, Ryan Santoso will be the kicker. The punter will be Joe Charlton once again after a stellar rookie season last year. And then long snapper, J.J. Jansen, the longest-tenured Panther, the oldest player on the team, was able to beat out, in my opinion, Thomas Fletcher, the six-round draft pick from Alabama who was the long snapper of the year in college football last season as the Crimson Tide rolled through everyone in college football on the way to a national championship. I thought when Fletcher was drafted that he would become the Panthers' long snapper and then would go on to be the long snapper for the next decade, but was not as consistent. J.J. Jansen really stuffed up his game and was perfect throughout the preseason. He will be, once again, the Panthers' long snapper. He did say following the game on Friday night that he was numb when he found out the Panthers had drafted a long snapper to try and replace him, but he kept his job for at least one more year. Hail to J.J. Jansen. Those three guys will be on the roster, no doubt. Now, starting at quarterback, this is where it becomes difficult. Sam Darnold, obviously, starting quarterback, will be on the Panthers roster. Now, in terms of the backup quarterback, will it be P.J. Walker? Will it be Will Greer? Matt Rule has said on Saturday, the day after press conference following the game on Friday night against Pittsburgh in their preseason finale, that... It wasn't necessarily as paramount this year to be able to keep three quarterbacks like it was last year with in the height of the COVID pandemic and no vaccinations available for players. 
as we still sit here in the pandemic, but there's actually vaccinations available. And I believe every all three of the quarterbacks in the roster are vaccinated just based off of the media availability and not wearing masks and all that kind of deal. So Darnold on the roster, I, coming into what I felt like P.J. Walker would be the number two quarterback. And I still believe he's the number two quarterback. And I still believe that Will Greer also will be on the roster for the Carolina Panthers as someone that they continue to develop behind P.J. Walker. Now, depending on how things go in terms of roster cutdowns, if there is a veteran backup quarterback, I would not be surprised to watch the Carolina Panthers sign that player and then release Will Greer. The Philadelphia Eagles are a team that have historically kept three quarterbacks on the roster. You think back to when they had Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. They also had Nate Sudfeld as their third string quarterback. This year, they have Jalen Hurts. They have Joe Flacco, and they just traded for Gardner Minshew. I think the Carolina Panthers could benefit from having Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, Will Greer, and or a potential veteran backup. Right now, though, I think all three of the quarterbacks will make the roster a tough decision to make there with that. Running back, Christian McCaffrey on the roster, of course. Chuba Hubbard on the roster. Trenton Cannon, because of special teams and his punt return ability or kick return ability, will also be on the roster again. The fourth running back option was made easy only because of the injuries to Reggie Bonifon and Rodney Smith, two guys who could still be signed potentially to the Panthers practice squad. I'm taking Sprint Spencer Brown, who has worked over 4,000 yards at UAB back in college. Looked really good on Friday night. Pass protection is a question mark. Special teams is a question mark. But considering the Carolina Panthers just don't have that third option at running back, I think he'll make the roster for now. Would not be surprised if he's a guy who becomes a casualty of the team picking up someone else on what on waivers who they think might be a better fit or later on thinking that they want to bring up Reggie Bonifon or Rodney Smith if one of those guys is signed to the practice squad. At wide receiver, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, David Moore, all on the roster. Shai Smith, who suffered a shoulder injury, likely to go on IR. Now, he can't go on IR prior to the season starting because that would put him on season-ending IR. According to Matt Rule, it's not as serious of a shoulder injury as they first thought on Friday evening. Shai Smith will be on the initial 53-man roster, then I believe will be placed on IR, which will leave him out for three weeks as the rules continue to be what they were last season with having a short-term IR opposed to the eight-week IR that was standard um, previously in the National Football League. The sixth wide receiver, Brandon Zilstra. Last, on Friday, they tried out C.J. Saunders a ton of punt return and tried to give him opportunities to potentially make the roster. Zilstra did have two pretty bad drops there in the second half. I just think that how solid he is on special teams of the Carolina Panthers will keep him on the roster for another season. Keith Kirkwood could have had the opportunity to be that guy had he not suffered the vicious hit a couple weeks ago. Um, from undrafted free agent out of South Carolina, JT Ebay, who was subsequently cut that day. But I think Keith Kirkwood still has a chance to potentially be on the roster once they put Shai Smith on IR, that they'll then have Keith Kirkwood signed to be on the roster once that happens. So we'll see how that plays out. Tight end, Dan Arnold on the roster, of course. Ian Thomas, someone who I thought might not make it, but he was clearly um, was a starter as he barely, as he didn't play week one. He was sitting out week two for the most part and only played with seven snaps or whatever it was. And then you saw him again with the starters on Friday night. He'll be on the roster. Tommy Trimble, the third round draft pick out of Notre Dame, will also be on the roster. This is where it gets interesting when looking at the tight end position. 
I'm going to take Giovanni Ricci to make the roster based off of the fact that he can only not only be a tight end, but he can also fulfill the fullback position for the Carolina Panthers. He opened up one of those big holes in the second half, allowing Spencer Brown to have that long touchdown run. So Giovanni Ricci makes it over Colin Thompson, who I think will still have an opportunity to be signed to the practice squad. He makes it over Colin Thompson because he can not only just be a tight end, he can also be a run blocker at fullback. On the offensive line, this is pretty straightforward. Cam Irving, Pat Elfline, Matt Paradis, John Miller, Taylor Moten. Those are the first five offensive linemen. Whether you hate it or you love it, that's just how it is right now. Brady Christensen will also make the roster. Deontay Brown, Dennis Daly, and Trent Scott. Those will be your nine offensive linemen for the Carolina Panthers. Again, Rodney Smith, Reggie Bonifon, both of them are going to be cut based off of injuries. Have not been available for the last, what, two or three weeks of training camp, which has allowed Spencer Brown, who the team thinks is a good runner, not great on special teams or pass protection right now, to be able to make the roster for now. Keith Kirkwood will take over Shai Smith's spot, in my opinion, if he's able to clear waivers and be on the practice squad once they put Shai Smith on IR with that shoulder injury. Again, cannot be on IR prior to the season because that will put him on season-ending IR. He can be on it once they have their 53-man roster that comes in at 4 p.m. later today. Okay, so that's the offense. That's who I think is going to make the roster offensively and on special teams. Now the defense, a big trade for the Carolina Panthers, which actually changed who I thought would make the roster. We'll get into that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box to know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. All right, we broke down a special teams who's going to make the roster and broke down who's going to make the roster on offense and some of the key bubble guys who won't make it based off of injuries and then still can find their way on the practice squad and potentially on the 53-man roster once the Panthers make some moves with guys like a Shy Smith who's likely to go on IR once the 53-man roster cutdown is announced by 4 p.m. later today here on Tuesday, August 31st. Now... There was something interesting that happened on Monday that changed my opinion on who would make the roster defensively. The Panthers traded the Bills, the higher of the team's 2022 second round pick, 
for defensive end Daryl Johnson. Johnson is an alumni of North Carolina A&T. <clears throat> I get prayed. And has been a special teams ace for the last couple of seasons with the Buffalo Bills. He's 24 years old and has improved each year as a pass rusher. Johnson had seven tackles, one and a half sacks, and three quarterback hits, and one pass deflection in the preseason for the Bills. So they get key special teamer. And this has the fingerprints of Dan Morgan, the assistant GM here in Carolina, who spent time last the last couple seasons with former assistant GM here in Carolina, Brandon Bean, and of course, former defensive coordinator Sean McDermott, the head coach up there with the Buffalo Bills. And hey, we always start with the pipeline of Panthers going up there to the Panthers North or watch now, you know, Buffalo, but we call Panthers North. And the connection's kind of gone now since Ron Rivera's gone up to uh, this will be known as Panthers Mid-Atlantic, as you have guys like Curtis Samuel, who signed with the Washington football team. Either way. This is all about finding a key special teams player, and that is important as the Panthers are keeping guys like Trenton Cannon on the roster because of special teams, and the other guys I'm going to talk about here in a moment. And the move for Johnson, it changed my opinion on who was going to make the roster. Looking at the defensive line, I think they take eight defensive linemen. Now, Brian Burns, he's going to be a D lineman, outside linebacker. He's just, you know, he's an edge rusher. So I have Brian Burns, Morgan Fox, Daquan Jones, Derek Brown. Those have been the starting four. Um, defensive ends or ta- defensive tackles, defensive linemen, rather, the whole defensive group, whatever. Um, for the last two preseason games, Davion Nixon, the fifth-round pick out of Iowa, will be on the roster as well. Bravion Roy, who was drafted last year out of Baylor, he'll also make the roster. Etor Grossmatos, the second-round pick out of Penn State, will make the roster as well. I think he could have a big year if he's able to be healthy and break through in a very deep defensive end and edge rusher group. And that decision for the Carolina Panthers to trade for Dale Johnson, I believe, will cost Phil Hoskins his roster spot. I felt that maybe because he adds some interior depth that he could potentially make the roster. But Scott Federer did say that they want to keep their 53 best guys and then they'll figure out things afterwards once they see the other 31 teams in the National Football League do. They're not going to bring in Daryl Johnson, as I just said, as a seventh round Draft, or a guy who they just traded for a uh, six-round pick, rather. They gave him a six-round pick for him. I don't see them doing that and then not keeping him on the roster. So that costs Phil Hoskins a spot here in Carolina, but he could still make the practice, practice squad and be someone that they can call on later on if they ever have some injury need and need some depth. At linebacker, I'm going to say they take six. Hassan Reddick, like Brian Burns, he's well, he's not as big as Brian Burns, but Hassan Reddick is going to be a pass rusher, an edge rusher, but I'm going to have more as an outside linebacker. So Hassan Reddick, who's been a starting outside linebacker, Shaq Thompson and Jermaine Carter, that's been the linebacker trio here in Carolina for the last two preseason games starting. Frankie Louvu, who came in to be a key special teamer, but has turned himself into a guy who could actually be pretty damn good when it comes to being an edge rusher and adding that edge depth. I love what Frankie Louvu has done throughout the preseason and cannot wait to see what he's able to do once the regular season gets going, especially week one against his former team in New York Jets. Marquise Haynes, someone who also has looked really good in the preseason, suffered an injury that kind of set him back for a little bit, had four sacks last year, still think he's going to be a key piece of this defense this upcoming season. For the final spot at linebacker, I'm going to take Julian Stanford. He's a special teams guy who I think makes it over Clay Johnson and Josh Bynes. Josh Bynes is a veteran who had a career year in terms of tackles last year with the Bengals. I don't know if the Panthers are all that enamored with him, so I think they move on. I also believe that Clay Johnson, a guy who played at Baylor for Matt Rule, is drafted by the Rams and then played in Week 16 and 17 last year 
Um, for the Panthers, I think he'll be on the practice squad and as someone who could potentially make his way back to the roster later on this season like he did last year. So those are the six linebackers I'm taking. At corner, going to take six corners. And I thought this was also pretty easy. J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, Rashawn Melvin, uh, Keith Taylor, the six-round pick out of Washington, Stan Thomas Oliver, the seven-rounder out of FIU last year. He's a pretty good special teams guy, and he's looked fairly solid in coverage throughout the preseason. And in Miles Hartsfield, who was awesome, I thought, Friday night playing in a slot. Those are the six I'm going to take right now. Now, I also understand this, though. Because A.J. Boye is suspended for the first two games of the season, he is not going to count against the initial 53-man roster, meaning that someone like a Keith Taylor or a Stan Thomas Oliver could potentially be on the outs once A.J. Boye is back and active come week three. The Panthers do, of course, activate him come that time. So we'll see how that plays out. At safety, I'm going to take four. Jeremy Chin, Justin Burris, of course, Sean Chandler and Sam Franklin. Two backup safeties that the Panthers staff seems to really like what they have in these young guys. Sean Chandler has consistently made plays throughout the preseason, getting a few takeaways. I think Sam Franklin, I like what he adds to the roster. Now, Kenny Robinson is someone who I thought might have made the roster here at safety had he been healthy and not injured here in the last week or so. So Kenny Robinson, I think, will again find his way on the practice squad for the Carolina Panthers. And depending on how things play out, could be yo-yoed back and forth from the active roster and the practice squad. Again, like last season, there'll be 16 practice squad spots for the Carolina Panthers for every team in the National Football League. So a lot of guys who are on the bubble who aren't going to make the roster could still end up getting signed to the practice squad by the Carolina Panthers in the next coming days. Like Clay Johnson, another guy who I think will likely be a practice squad guy. Phil Hoskins, another guy who I think will be another practice squad guy. And then whenever Boye returns, you'll see someone who makes the roster that will have to be waived and hopefully they'll be placed on the practice squad later on. So that's what I think will happen with the 53-man roster with the Carolina Panthers. Some tough decisions, but really at the top, I like the first 22 the Carolina Panthers have. I love the defense, as I've said, throughout the offseason. Special teams-wise, Joe Charlton, solid. J.J. Jansen, he's been solid for over a decade here in Carolina. And hopefully Ryan Santoso is the answer. The offensive line, plenty of question marks, but tight end depth looks really good. Wide receiver depth is possibly the best we've ever had here in Carolina. At running back, getting Christian McCaffrey back healthy is going to be phenomenal. And Chuba Hubbard, one of my favorite draft picks by the Panthers and Scott Fitterer. Really excited to see what he can do as a backup to Christian McCaffrey. When he's called on the field, I think he can actually go out there and offer a lot of the same things as Christian. Obviously, he's not Christian, but I think he can offer a lot of what Christian McCaffrey provides to the Carolina Panthers in terms of that same skill set. Then at quarterback, we'll see if the Panthers add a veteran backup. I think that they would... uh, benefit from doing so, especially Sam Darnold. He doesn't have to have someone there to challenge him, per se. I just think he could have someone he can lean on and do kind of talk about how things can go. And I think with Justin Fields in Chicago, whenever he takes over at starting quarterback, having Andy Dalton, having Nick Foles there on the roster with him is going to be really beneficial for that young rookie quarterback. So I just think it's something the Carolina Panthers should figure out. Now, if I'm going to be wrong on anything, I think it's definitely going to be what happens with the quarterback situation where they keep two or three um, linebacker, I, I could wouldn't be surprised if Bynes or Johnson end up making the roster instead. Tight end will be interesting. Maybe Colin Thompson, in fact, makes his way in. There's a lot of just those fringe guys, and I don't think we should get too caught up on the fringe guys who do who, who do not make the roster for the Carolina Panthers. Either way, that's the initial 53-man roster predictions that I have. 
and likely they're going to change whenever the Panthers do finally announce theirs by 4 p.m. later today on August 31st. Do not expect that all 53 guys that get announced will be on the roster come September 12th against the New York Jets. That concludes another episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That's what we do here, your team, every day. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council for every Friday. I'm going to need your participation for a weekly Friday mailbag. Get your questions in now by either adding me on Twitter or DMing me. DMs are open, but don't get crazy. Tomorrow, we'll break down the 53-man roster and potential moves the Carolina Panthers could still make as we see other teams release guys and send them to the waiver wire. So that's what's coming up here on tomorrow's show. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.